Shalom, and welcome to the Union of Messianic Jewish Congregations Weekly Torah Commentary Series. I'm Matt Absalon from Congre- Congregation Beit Tefila in Hollywood, Florida. This week, we're discussing Parashat Korach, and our text begins in Numbers, the 16th chapter. Now Korach, the son of Isar, the son of Koath, the son of Levi, and Athan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with the number of the, of the people of Israel, 250 chiefs of the congregation, chosen from the assembly, well-known men. They assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron, and said to them, You have gone too far, for all in the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? How unsettling it must have been for Moses to see this group of distinguished leaders walking towards him with defiance in their eyes. One can only wonder what it must have been like for Moses to be challenged with open mutiny by the very people he called friends. Did this betrayal take Moses by surprise? There is an unfortunate tendency amongst the children of God to squabble and to fight amongst ourselves. This fratricide is not unique to the Jewish people. It is endemic to the human experience. Selfish ambition, pride, vain glory, and oftentimes outright jealousy are diseases to which there is no eradicating vaccine. There are many victims in times like this. The individual members of the community, the family members and associates looking on, And perhaps the most misunderstood of all is the very leader against whom the mutiny is directed. Betrayal and mutiny are traumatic events in the growth cycle of every leader. In our reading of the text, it is critical that we do not sanitize its human reality. Korach and Abiram were not Moses' enemies. They were co-leaders with Moses, well-known men. Moses would have known them personally. He knew their wives. He knew their sons and daughters. He would have celebrated with them at the birth of their grandchildren. These people are not others. They are not them over there. They are our people, God's people. Moses' flesh and blood brothers. One can only imagine the heartbreak that Moses must have endured as he watched the fallout and collateral damage that resulted in the actions from a handful of vainglorious men. The wives, the children, the grandchildren, all gone in a moment of ghastly horror. It is clear 
But the text wants us to know that Moses was angry with Korach and his revolutionaries. It even leaves us a transcript of Moses' conversation with the Lord. Do not respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them, and I have not harmed one of them. But unlike the despotic kings who were to follow, such as Ahab and Herod, Moses did not allow his anger towards a handful of men to harden his love for God's people. In verse 22, we see the heart of Moses come bursting forth in what is clearly a test from the Lord to prove Moses' heart. Oh God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin, and will you be angry with all the congregation? Moses loved God's people. Moreover, he did not allow the sharp pain of betrayal to fan the flames of bitterness towards others. This test upon Moses echoes a similar conversation between God and our father Abraham in Genesis, the 18th chapter. God says, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Or Hachaim astutely points out that the same people of Sodom whom God is going to destroy are the same people who Abraham rescued in the matter of Lot's captivity, Genesis, the 14th chapter. The heart of Abraham, our father, is tested to see if he has the attribute of divine mercy by seeking the salvation of a people he rescued, despite the despotic cry of their violent sins against God and their persecution against Lot. And so we see this parallel with Moses, the Savior of Israel. Moses has given every good reason for God to execute justice upon our forefathers. But he responds with the same heart of Abraham, petitioning for God's mercy to triumph over his justice. Nor did Moses allow betrayal to cause resentment for his calling. After all, Moses is the common denominator And it is the calling of the Lord upon Moses' life that is being challenged. As Moses unequivocally deduces, Therefore it is against the Lord that you and all your company have gathered together. In the course of this one dreadful day, Moses was the victim of slander, character assassination. His innocent brother was attacked. His relationship with God was called into question. His God-ordained calling was publicly challenged. He was accused of despotism. He was accused of nepotism. He was accused of narcissism. Yet we see Moses respond with two overarching virtues. Firstly, his love for the people of God. And secondly, He remained faithful to his calling, that despite the lies which were cleverly crafted about him, he held fast to God's unfailing love and his unerring truth. The great Leo Tolstoy comments to this end, The sole meaning of life 
is to serve humanity by contributing to the establishment of the kingdom of God, which can only be done by the recognition and profession of the truth by every man. In closing, Moses was judged unfairly by men who were filled with a vision from the devil instead of a vision from God. Moses' response offers to us a blueprint and a meditation on the qualities we should strive for in godly leadership. That despite the deep hurt of betrayal and its accompanying anger, we must always maintain love for God's people and faithfulness to God's calling in our lives. This is Matt Absalom signing off and wishing you Shabbat Shalom. For more commentaries like this one, visit umjc.org forward slash commentaries.